Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Every stage of our lives brings new challenges and opportunities. And did you know that you can love and embrace all of it? Come with me and let me show you how. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. Can you believe it that it's August already? I can't even believe it. I know some of you are getting ready to send your children back to school this week, and by the time this podcast airs, some of those children probably will be have been in school for like two weeks. It's just, it's crazy to me. I remember growing up where we dreaded Labor Day weekend because we knew Labor Day weekend was the last hurrah before school started, and we just didn't want Labor Day weekend to come. But now... The children are starting in August. It's just nuts to me. I hope all of you have had a good summer and did some really fun things. Um, For the last two weeks, I've been able to do some fun things. We, We went to California for my husband's family's reunion. And it was so much fun. We had, I think there was probably about 100 of us there all together. And that wasn't even the entire bunch. He comes from a rather large family. But we spent the day at the beach. We spent the day at the park swimming and having so much fun. It was just so good to finally be back together again with each other after the year we had last year of not being able to even connect with each other. And it was so much fun. And then This last week, I had the privilege of being with 26 children ages 8 through 12 and several adults as we conducted a day camp for these children, and we had so much fun. It was hotter than hot, but we had lots of water games, lots of swimming, lots of eating and laughing, and it was great to see these kids just all get together and enjoy one another especially after not being able to really be in school the full year. Anyway, it was so much fun watching these, watching everyone be able to just be together. Well, but I will admit that because of the events for the last two weeks, I have not gotten many things done or everything I wanted to get done in my business. And I started to feel like I was failing. And I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling of failing. And my mind wanted to make me believe that I had failed because I hadn't completed everything that I wanted to complete. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. I wanted to talk to you about specifically how to celebrate your fails. Now, For some of you, this may seem like a crazy idea. And a few years ago, I was right there with you. I have never heard of celebrating fails, celebrating your failures. (laughs) I constantly thought I was failing as a wife, as a mother, as a person. And sometimes even now as a coach, I feel like that. So the idea of celebrating my fails seemed totally ludicrous. But stay with me. So as my husband and I have been watching the Olympic Games, it's gotten me thinking about this idea of fail, failure and success. 
And as we've watched the best athletes in the world come together to compete, we've witnessed some huge successes like breaking world records or Olympic records or even just getting the gold and silver and bronze. And we've also watched some pretty disappointing things um, with some of these athletes. We watched a mountain bike race even, and some of the athletes right out of the gate crashed and couldn't go on to compete. And we've watched we've watched some fall on the mat as they were doing their floor exercises and even one that pulled out of the competition altogether. But as I thought about these disappointments, I went back to that idea of success and failure and thought, did these athletes really fail? And I want to propose that no, in my mind, they did not fail at all. I've often felt like that I have failed when I get to the end of the day and I realize I haven't checked off everything on my to-do list. Have you ever felt that way? <laughs> I am a list person. I loved make I love making lists. I love checking boxes. I love looking at the end of the day and seeing all the boxes checked. And I will admit that sometimes I even have to write things down because I can forget what I need to do during the day. I don't know if it's age-related. I'm hoping it's not, but anyway, it is what it is. And so sometimes when I get to the end of the day and I don't see all the boxes checked off, I start feeling or I, my, I'll have a thought that, oh, I failed. Or when I was raising my kids and my kids were really young, um, sometimes I would raise my voice and yell and I didn't like that. And so I would try every day to not yell and I would make a vow. I wouldn't yell at my kids and inevitably by the end of the day, something would happen and I would raise my voice. And that night I would, I would lament to my husband that I was a failure as a mother. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stop raising my voice and things like that. And, And there's been times when I've set goals for me, sometimes big goals, and I haven't achieved them in the time frame that I set, set. And I get there and I start, my brain wants to tell me that I failed. And it doesn't feel good. Feeling like you have failed just stinks, doesn't it? It's, it just stinks. Anyway, so I've often I've often thought about why, why do I feel like I have failed? And maybe some of you can, maybe some of you can relate to this. Well, my earliest memory of failing (laughs) was when I was 11 years old. And I'm sure I, I did a lot of failing up to that point. But at 11 years old, I was in sixth grade and my teacher decided to give us a pop quiz first thing in the morning on something that we learned the day before. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate pop quizzes. I don't like them. They make me nervous. I'm a pretty good student and I would, I would prepare, I would study and prepare. And so when we had tests, I would feel pretty good about it. But pop quizzes, no, I, I just, they made me cringe. Well, anyway, on this particular, particular day, excuse me, he, gave us this pop quiz and there was something like five to 10 questions was all. Well, we took the test and I, I knew I didn't do very well at all. Now, I had never gotten anything below a B, as in boy, ever in my life. 
And so I was dreading getting that test back. Well, he decided, my teacher decided to announce our scores in front of the entire class. And when he got to my name, he announced that I had gotten a D as in dog. Now, I had never, ever received a D in my life. And to me, that was an epic fail. I failed. And to make matters worse, one of the girls from across the room shouted, oh my goodness, Angela got a D, which really made me feel great. (laughs) And I just knew my world had ended right then and there. Oh my goodness. And then um, flash forward several years later, my husband and I were first married. I decided that I would surprise him with and impress him with my stellar baking skills. So I decided that while he was at school, I had the day off, I would make my mother's homemade cinnamon rolls. Now, my mother had perfected this recipe over the years, and hers were so good. They still are so, so good. And I had never made them before, but I was feeling pretty confident that I I could make these. And as I was making them, the dough, everything turned out great. They were rising. Everything was great. Well, did I mention that we lived in an older apartment? (laughs) And in our older apartment, we had a really old oven. And this oven heated extra hot. Now, I don't know about you, but some of you might have had several different ovens that you've worked with. And if you could probably agree with me that all ovens heat at a different rate. Well, this one heated hot, and I didn't really know that. So the timing was great. I put the cinnamon rolls in the oven. My husband came home. I went to get my cinnamon rolls out of the oven, and when I did, the tops were really, really golden brown, and the bottoms were black as charcoal. I had burnt these cinnamon rolls. I had ruined the cinnamon rolls. (laughs) I was so disappointed and I was so angry. And I must've told my husband, I'm a failure. I failed. I failed at this. I am never going to make cinnamon rolls again. (laughs) Well, luckily my husband did not believe that thought. (laughs) And he was so sweet. He went in and he cut the bottoms off the cinnamon rolls, trying to salvage them. But they were so dry. They were just awful. They were awful. And I, I just felt defeated. Well, my husband, in his infinite wisdom, decided to set me down and have me listen to one of his favorite talks on tape. It was a cassette tape. So, yes, this dates me a little bit. Anyway, so I remember sitting down and listening to this talk. And I don't remember who gave the talk. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember the very last quote. And it said, he said, if I fail at a thing, I fail at a thing. I'm not a failure. (laughs) I love that quote. I love it. So the word fail has multiple definitions when you look them up in the dictionary. And one of the definitions of fail is lack of success. Okay, so what is success? Well, the dictionary defines success as a favorable or desired outcome. And this this got me thinking. Is success 
only the desired outcome? And what exactly would a desired outcome be? And how do we know when we achieve success? Hmm. So one would argue that in the Olympic Games, the desired outcome for each of these athletes may be to receive a gold medal, right? Or specifically, any type of medal. But maybe that is just what some of the athletes think. But perhaps not all athletes think this way. Perhaps just the idea of being able to get to the Olympics, to qualify for the Olympics, and to compete on that level, maybe for some of those athletes, that is their definition of success. Now, how did they, how did they even get to that level? of competition. Well, they had to fail over and over and over again, didn't they? So to be successful, we have to fail, right? Okay, so think about this. Very rarely do we do anything perfect the first time, right? And can you imagine, can you imagine what that would look like if everyone did everything perfect right away? How boring would that be? And yet, many of us think that when we fail at something once or twice, that it's game over. We just failed, right? But I want to offer to you that this is 100% not true. It's just a lie that your human brain would have you believe. When we fail to do something correct the first time, it simply means that we have room for improvement, right? That if we really wanted to succeed in whatever it is we're doing, that we're learning and growing and there's nothing wrong with us. So failing is also defined another way. Failing is a condition of not achieving the desired end. Now, but what I want to propose to you is this. So what? So what that we didn't achieve the desired end? Have you ever thought about maybe we weren't supposed to achieve that desired end? We may not achieve the desired end, but that doesn't mean that we have failed, right? How do we not know that those failures along the way weren't preparing us for our successes? So I read an article recently by Adam C. Olson, and he stated just that. He said that our future successes are often built on top of our past failures. Think about the people who you would define as successful. How did they achieve success? By failing by failing and learning from their fails. So failure can be a hard thing, right? I know it. I have felt it, like I said earlier, I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of failure. It can be so disappointing and so discouraging, but I'm learning. (laughs) I am learning that failing isn't a bad thing. I remember when I first heard one of my coaches tell me that I should celebrate my fails. Really? (laughs) I really thought she was crazy. Did she actually say, celebrate your fails? Who ever heard of celebrating their fails? 
But then she shared a thought with me. And this thought came from Marie Forleo. And Marie Forleo defines fail, the word fail, as this. Fail is only a faithful attempt in learning. Think about that. A faithful attempt in learning. So what if when you don't finish everything on your to-do list and you don't get the grade you were hoping for, or when you don't achieve that goal by the date you set, you looked at it as a faithful attempt in learning instead of how we would normally define a fail? What if instead of letting that disappointment take over, you took the time to reflect on all that you learned, all that you learned along the way? Asking yourself, what has this experience taught me? What can I learn from this? And instead of beating yourself up, you gave yourself compassion and you focused on what you did well along the way. What were your successes along the way? And then look at where you could maybe improve. Wouldn't this be a successful way of thinking about failing? Last year, David and I watched a documentary, I think on Netflix, and it was called The Dawn Wall. It was about Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen's um, 2015 climb up the Dawn Wall in the El Capitan, on the El Capitan um, granite wall in Yosemite National Park. Anyway, the thing that made this so unique was one, it was the hardest climb anyone could ever do. And two, they were only going to use their fingertips and their um, feet. Now they did have some safety harnesses, but to climb, they used their fingers and their feet to climb. And that was it. And they, it took years of preparation on their part and planning and, um, And it took them three weeks to even accomplish this. But what was fascinating was to watch watch them as they they failed. They had some failings along the way. And at one point, the hardest part, the hardest part of the entire climb, um, Tommy was able to, to make it. But Kevin just couldn't get to the second point, just couldn't get to the next point. And he tried over and over again. And it was so discouraging and so disappointing to him. And and you could just feel it. You were just feeling for him. But he he stated that he did not want to be that guy who almost climbed the Dawn Wall. He wanted to climb it. So what did he do? He kept learning. He kept learning what he was doing and how he could do it better, how he could actually make this part of the climb. And finally, he made one more attempt and it actually worked. And 19 days later, they reached the top. Now, they had failures all along the way in order to succeed. I would highly recommend to anybody who is looking for a good documentary and a very inspirational one, at best, um, to watch the Don Wall. It, it was fascinating. It was just fascinating to me. But the thing that was so fascinating was the way they looked at their fails 
along the way. So what is the real definition of the word fail or failure? It is simply this, to give up. Failing, the only way we fail is when we give up. We may not reach the goal we set out to reach or accomplish what we want to accomplish or what we thought we were going to accomplish. But when we don't give up and we learn along the way, that is when we succeed. The Olympic athletes didn't get to where they were because they were successful right out of the gate, right? They failed over and over and over again. And instead of having the thought that they would never succeed, that they, would, they, they just failed, they kept learning and they kept trying again and again. Now, having the thought that failing is just a faithful attempt in learning allows us to actually celebrate our fails. When we see our fails as a way of learning, that is cause for celebration. We've learned something, right? We've learned something along the way. Now we can go and try something else. Try something else to reach that goal or maybe even change that goal, modify that goal altogether. But the point is not to give up. We only fail when we give up. And we can celebrate our fails all along the way to our success. All right, that is what I have for you today. I hope you all have an amazing day and a great week ahead of you. And I want you to really pay attention and go celebrate your fails. I'll see you next week. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.